0: Welcome back to Blending the Rules. I'm Laura. And I'm Haley. We're two art teachers in a classroom teacher world. And today we're going
1: to talk about classroom management. It seems to be a big topic and for art teachers, it's always a question of like, what do you do for classroom management in the art room? I think, I know we kind of thought about things differently. Mm -hmm. When I think of classroom management, the first thing that pops into my head is like, uh, rewards and like, consequences, and I guess that kind of comes later. I mean,
0: that's still part of what I think about when I think of classroom management, too. It's just when I went to think of what are we going to talk about, for some reason that wasn't the first thing that came to I don't think it should be the first
1: thing. I don't (laughs) think – I think my mind is too far, like, I don't know, like the kitschy type, you know. Well, yeah. What am I going to do with my kids to get them to do this? but It's the thing. I know and and I don't do that kind of stuff. Like we were talking about our schools more recently are wanting to do positive incentives and stuff which is good. But a lot of people think, "Oh, I need to give rewards for that." But you really don't. And I think you and I both have never really done a whole lot with that in no. our own classrooms. We honestly and personally like don't want to because I think of, yeah, it's a lot especially when you have, you know, 30 classes. If you if I was a general education teacher, I had, like, one group of first graders. Yeah. And you can manage, like, 20 kids. Yeah. Then I think it's a lot easier yeah. to manage and, and everything. But when you have 30 different classes of all different grade levels, it's near impossible. It's overwhelming. Yeah.
0: It's a lot. So I think of,
1: with classroom management for the art room, we rewind a little bit. This is more like preventative you in my room the stuff that I have in place like all the procedures and like rules and everything because classroom management is like kind of like the rules and stuff Mm -hmm. I think of it as like you're preventing those behaviors instead of dealing with the consequences and what you're going to do after the behaviors happen like set things up so that you're preventing those behaviors from happening to begin with Um,
0: So, some things that I think are really important to talk about with your students and to prevent, and like, I don't think this isn't, I I wouldn't say this isn't, these aren't things that people don't know, like, I think this is very, um, like, Common and understood but just like these are some things that we feel are really important in our rooms and like some of them We do the same some of them we do different so like one expectation and this is really big in our district Is just how you come into the classroom and I know when we um, We don't have time between our classes So sometimes you might need to be talking to the teacher from the class before or maybe the class that's getting dropped off That teacher needs to update you on something that's happening. Somebody's not feeling well or whatever I am fine with my students talking and I explained this to them at the beginning of the year. I am fine with them talking until I'm ready to come in and teach because sometimes that conversation may take a minute or two. Yeah. And I love when they when I come in and they're quiet and they're waiting. But I also kind of feel bad because let them <laughs> let them get those like jitters out and yes. that talking out. If they're having mm. to sit there and wait on me, they know basically as soon as I shut the door or I'm at the front of their room or I start talking, your voice is off. We're ready That's to true. go. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's. We are not sitting here saying, like, we're perfect. This is how it goes in our room, and it looks no. like this every time. Oh, no, it does
1: not. Sometimes I have but the classroom teacher peek their head and be like, everybody, you know, you need to sit down, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes back and, like, we keep talking.
0: It reminds me of that song, I'm like, go, best friend. Oh, I don't know what to talk about. But it also oh,
1: reminds me gosh, of that. I know I'm old. Um, what is it that is it Ryan Reynolds meme where like the fire is going on behind him <laughs> and it's like you're trying to talk
0: to the classroom teacher about the class oh yeah absolutely <laughs> like, like we we both typically stand at the door and you know we're you know like hey how are you like, yeah, like, like see you yeah
1: and like and that's good relationship building yeah. too with the kids like you don't yeah. want to just not be there like, and
0: I always give the older kids a hard time because I'll be like hey good morning, you know, whatever, Are you awake? and most of them say nothing, and then I'll, I'll, like, I'll start keeping, like, I'll start counting how many kids actually said something to me, and then I walk back in the room, and I'm, like, do you know two of the 25 of you actually said hello to me? <laughs> Not that I expect all of them to, right, like, personalities and stuff, but I'm, like, two of you, that's it, like, come on, guys, like, I always, like, giving them a hard time about it. I had to go along with that, like, One of the first things I do before I even actually start teaching is I do a mindful minute with my kids to try to get them settled. I wouldn't say it's like a brain break, but it's kind of a different way to transition and get them calm, especially our littles. We have them in the afternoon after lunch and recess, and sometimes they are wiped, and sometimes they are bouncing off the walls. And so I think it's just, it's kind of a nice way to get their mind focused and get them like going and like ready to listen um I will say we get a lot of giggles during that time because they're expected to be like pretty much silent or we're taking deep breaths I don't and sometimes well okay sometimes it's funny and sometimes I get super irritated I'm like guys come on it's been three months why can we not do this I make them do
1: it over again
0: oh I have I have and then but the my favorite part is sometimes like I'll have you know some super immature students who like You know, doing it right, and the other kids get so mad at them, and they're like, "You just ruined our mindful minute! How dare you!" And I'm like, (laughs) "Yeah, thank you. That way, you don't have to
1: yell them either." Yes. Yes.
0: So we do. I do
1: the like I call it a mindfulness moment or a mindfulness yes, similar. But yeah, I think we do it a little bit differently. So I have a chime, and I do a chime, and we do like the breathing during the chime, and then I have an art room mantra that we repeat. Oh, yeah, I and, that. Yeah, and I really like it. And the kids, like, majority of the kids, I think, really enjoy doing it. And they love that, like, by the end of last year. Last year was the first year where I did it, like, all year long. Same. And by the end, they were really – so even the young ones, the kindergartners were asking, like, can we do it without you? Can we do it without <laughs> you? So I would maybe, like, start them off with the first word, and then they would all do it together. And it was, like, it's Aww. beautiful. Like, oh, you guys are getting it. And – It just puts everybody at ease and, like, Mm -hmm. a calm beginning. That's the the hope. (laughs) Yeah, in the right frame of mind. And now here's when the – I love all my kids, but you were talking about all the giggles and things. So I'll have kids do the mindfulness or, like, do the – the mantra in like a silly voice or say Ugh. it, the opposite words. Cause I like that. I am calm, I can create. And they're like, I can't create, I don't make Ugh. mistakes. Like, and I'm like, no. oh. so usually when I hear those, I'm like, okay, we're starting again. Somebody <laughs> wasn't doing it right and we'll do it until they stop. Cause I love that. And I don't want to like haul them out and make a big deal of it. Like in the middle of it, it'll just ruin everything. But I'm like, we're going to do it again. And yeah. And I think it just we'll depends on over. the situation.
0: Yes. For the most part, most kids know to you know, raise their hands and stuff. They're learning that in their classrooms. Your littles may not know that as much, and so you may need to go over that. Um, something new that I thought I was going to implement at the end of the year, but, you know, <laughs> end of the year. Um, I bought this cute little light that's going to sit on my desk because a lot of times I know I don't have to sit at my desk. I could show my, you know, my PowerPoint differently. Um, but I like sitting at my desk because it's an easy way for me to see the screen, see all the kids, see if they're engaged. Like I could stand at the front of the room, but they're looking at the screen. They're not looking at me. And, like, I'll get up to point to things if I need to and stuff. But I have a light that's – I'm going to have on on my desk so that they know if they turn around and see that light it is not the time to like talk or ask questions unless I you know say something about like questions or whatever Um, and then if that lights off okay that's a good time to do that and like I think that that would be important too for like you know if you're trying to really make them work independently
1: Mm -hmm. for you know just a
0: couple minutes especially maybe at the beginning or you know something that they should be able to do like it would be a good idea to turn that light on too of like hey like this is your work time like I want you to try this on your own I'll be around to help in a few minutes and that doesn't mean it's going to stay on all class unless I forget to turn it off but (laughs) like I I'm gonna try that there's some teachers in my building who are who did it and they they absolutely loved it so I'm really excited about that um and we'll We'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, I did, like, a red light, green light, yellow light one year. I've done that, too. It was Um, hard to keep up with. Yeah, I think the one light might be easier to keep up with than the three different lights. (laughs) Because I did have kids that would, like, remind me that I forgot to change the light and stuff like that. And then the battery
0: goes out, and you're like, I don't want to change this. And Yeah, it was a lot of work to do that. And it's, like,
1: falling off the wall. I feel like that's just,
0: like, teaching, though. Like, you have this great idea, and then, like... It works for a while, and then like sometimes it's you, sometimes it's the kids, sometimes it's just not working, and you're just constantly <laughs> coming yeah. up with and new it's stuff. All, it's
1: okay to change things yeah. up too, especially if you've been teaching a while. Even if you and like
0: teach them something, and then you're like grab that like I changed yes. my mind this isn't working I don't like it just be honest with them like they love that honesty
1: yeah I think it's a good point to or a good time to bring up like keep it simple like don't try to do yeah. things like crazy over the top for your classroom management keep it simple you have expectations hold your students to high expectations they will you know they'll rise up to the expectations yeah. and the accountability that you give them um follow what your school and your district has in place. So, Haley mentioned like that the district and her school like has a, you know, like your presence and being there at the beginning of class and everything is important. So, do whatever your district has in place. Like if your district has their own set of rules, then use those. Like don't try to go change your rules in your yeah. own classroom if like, you can just follow what the other teachers are doing. It's right. okay. Or if you have a teacher in your in your school where you really like how they have their setup, just do it the same, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you can talk to them. Yeah, and ask them for advice. Yeah.
0: You had mentioned this, but, like, <laughs> make sure you don't pass out your materials too soon because that can be oh, a yes. giant distraction. And there are times where it makes sense for them to have it in front of them as you're talking about it or whatever. But I feel like that sometimes is very few and far between because it is just a distraction. Like, yes. and very seldom will I do that. Like, I am that is so rare unless it's like oh we're all going to practice using this together yes but and otherwise make, i'm not going to do
1: it and then i usually make them wait i say okay i'm giving you a piece of paper but don't do anything without right, me right i have like the document camera on the screen i was like you need to wait till i'm over yeah. there and like wait till
0: my and hand there's is always the going to be one kid that doesn't yes. listen or like hold your pencil in the air don't Beat like, yourself up over it
1: um, i remember and this is Like, it was supposed to be a core memory of mine, like early teaching, (laughs) like being observed by my principal and like passing things out or like having you know table caddies on the tables or something and I remember him writing in my notes like something about have you considered like the timing of when Mm. you give out materials and stuff because I was having trouble with like kids talking or moving or being distracted and stuff and so then like as a young you know first or second year teacher it's like that light bulb moment
0: like oh that's so simple like why didn't I think of that And I think, too, there's never going to be a perfect answer. Every class is going to be different. Every group of kids is going to be different. Like something might not go the way it's supposed to. You might end up with a fire drill or, you know, like there's so many different factors that could play into it. So it's like, yes, try to figure out your best plan, but it may not always go to plan or which (laughs) as educators, we all know that.
1: (laughs) I think those are all really good things to keep in mind of like your procedures in your classroom of like not giving things out at a certain time mm-hmm. or like teaching them how to like with you and your new light like the procedure of like the expectation of not talking when the light is on right. or raising your hand like it sounds right. simple but these are things that are going to keep all those crazy behaviors from happening in your room, hopefully.
0: And, like, I think, too, to go along with that and, like, supplies, like, when they're working, and I know we're somewhat similar in this, but we, you know, we differ here and there – I want my students to be super, super independent. Um, if I don't have to get something out for them, I don't want to. I want them to do it themselves as yeah. much as possible. I mean, it's usually out, very easily accessible for them mm-hmm. um, most of the time. So my expectation for when they're working is that they're at their seat. And I, I even said, like, at their seat. That's not exactly even what I mean. They're at their space. I don't care if they're standing, but oh, they're yeah. in their space, um, Not bothering other people unless they need something. And most of the time, like... They can be trusted, and I feel like you just kind of get this weird sixth sense as a teacher eventually yeah. of like that kid's been up for a very long time, and that's when I'm usually <laughs> like. Sometimes I'll just like say it across the room too with like kids I know they can handle it, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Why are you still like? <laughs> yes. It takes you five seconds to go get that, get it, and sit back down. I feel like that um, in like
1: cafeteria, like oh you yeah, were just getting a fork, like go yeah, sit you should have got down. it all then.
0: And then there are like some exceptions to that too, especially with like the little kids, but I do this with the older kids too, and they have no idea. Um, But like, if I've got a limited number of supplies of something, um, like I can't put it all at the tables or, you know, I'm getting low on something or whatever, or I don't want them to grab every color in the rainbow, even though they can use every color, um, you know, I'll say, grab two colors. When you're done with those two colors, take them back. Grab two more, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you're wanting. And that helps because it lets them get up and get moving around. And I, I feel like sometimes... Not always, but sometimes they seem to be a little bit more focused when they get to do that because... Well, it's like a brain break. Yeah.
1: It's like you need... I mean, everybody needs a little break every now and then, even as a teacher. Like, you can't sit in one spot the entire time or, like, stand at the front of the room and lecture the entire time. Like, you got to give yourself some movement or just a break. So letting the kids get up and get their own supplies depending on, like, how you want them to do it and kind of teaching them how to do it can be important and it has multiple... Reasons why it's important, and yeah. like you said, like when I thought of this, when you said like a sixth sense for the kid who's up, I feel like you too like your students kind of over the year or over the time having them like year after year they just kind of know how things work in your room Mm -hmm. and so they have a sense of like knowing when they can get up and when they should be sitting down and you just kind of teach that as like the culture of your room like it's okay to get up and move around like my kids usually know like it's okay to walk over to another table and ask if they can borrow a different color because their table doesn't have it you know like and when they're young They'll ask more, or they'll say like, ask "We don't have questions. that color," and I'm like, "Okay, well then you can go over there and ask." But it's just like a like a learned thing, mm-hmm. like, like a learned over behavior. Time. Yeah, a learned behavior mm-hmm. where they're just understanding what the like what the culture is and what the vibe is in your room yeah. for how things work.
0: Like, I know we should call this enrichment, but l- let's be honest. Like, free time. Like, they – and this is something –
1: free time is enriching. I know.
0: And this is something, though, I'm kind of passionate about. Like, they Me do too. not need to have every single second of their day scheduled out. Because we no. as adults even don't like that. Ugh. And so, like, I'm fine with calling it free time, but I don't know – You know, in other districts and stuff, like, that may be an issue. I wouldn't say it's an issue in ours necessarily. I wouldn't be like, hey, yeah, they had, like, 20 minutes of free time. But, like, they, like, we've got a lot of, we wrote a grant for a lot of different, like, building material type toys. And, like, you know, some kids just love to color, love to draw, love to experiment with new things. Mm -hmm. And, like, they need that. Because even, like, I don't remember getting near, this much work as not that I remember a whole lot about like you know kindergarten elementary school and stuff but like we had more built in time we had several recesses and so like I'm fine if once they finish my task for them which is the expectation once you finish the tasks Mm -hmm. that I've shown you Okay, it's your time now. And, like, if I catch kids having free time and I know they haven't finished their task, I'm like, hold on. No, we're taking care of this now. Like, that's – you know that's not the expectation. Yeah, like, Um, you have to
1: finish this first before you can do that. Right,
0: right. And sometimes, like, I kind of create, like, hey, I want you to show this to me when you're done. Or, like, I usually have a spot where they'll set stuff that's not, like, finished, finished. And then, like – I don't know, once I start seeing a good group of kids being done, I start flipping through them like, did they actually get everything done that I wanted them to do? And then I'll call them out, like, hey, you didn't do this step. And a lot of times they're like, oh, I forgot I was supposed to do that. Like, and it's, you know, it's, yeah. it wasn't even, like, intentional or anything. And so um, that's always kind of nice, too, to, like, just let them have that time. And, like, we yeah, have a planned podcast that. for that because that's something we are both kind of very passionate about I is passionate letting about them that. I hate have that. Like, that.
1: They may be coming in from doing like a 3 hour math test and then right. and then I'm going to have them sit there and like watch me do a powerpoint on the screen and then you have to <laughs> sit quietly and draw your picture like no I want you to be able to be creative and move around the room if you need to and sometimes in those um free art times I call it free art time and mm. They um, sometimes that's when you see their creativity shine. Oh, yeah, too. you learn what they're like, really good at. Yeah, and sometimes they're not into what we're doing with our curriculum, and but we have to do that. And it's okay, but then giving them, you know, a little bit of freedom and option to do something else later on when they're done with what they need to get done. Yeah the more behavior problems I have happen during that free art time. Oh, yes. Because it's unstructured time. Yes. So I think it's a good reminder that you need to have certain things in place. Like, you need to have an established, like, system down for whatever you choose to have for free time. Right. And you have to make sure the kids know what's expected of them with those free materials and with that free time. Like you said, they have to come like they have to finish what's expected right. or like come check with you to make sure you know they're on track before they do that and I have to take things away from kids sometimes because they're doing those building materials and stuff and then they're throwing them at each other like they mm-hmm. start getting out of hand because they're having so much fun and it's like recess to them yeah but then it's like okay we gotta rein you back in like this is not what it is like right it's not what it's supposed to be right. so but yeah just keeping an eye on it
0: yeah um um as far as like cleaning up i know that's always a big thing in the art room and everybody does it different a lot of people do jobs I feel like I have tried jobs so many different ways. Like, every single year, I think I've done something different as far as jobs go. Mm-hmm. I've never found anything, and maybe it's on me. I don't know. Um, maybe it's just not your personality to have, like, maybe. And it, Maybe it's because I don't want to micromanage. Like, yeah. I want them to do it themselves. And they do everything else so independently. I think it, like, drives me crazy that they don't clean up after themselves.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> The kindergartners are amazing cleaners. Yes. The fifth graders are the worst yes. cleaners.
0: Yes. Um, So like during COVID, and I know I've mentioned this in another episode before, I kind of just got rid of jobs. They were responsible for their own stuff. And truthfully, that's what I figured out works the best. Um... I you know if kids ask me is there something I can help with yeah hey like we've got a lot of extra stuff out can you just pick up this or pick up this you know or I'll just pick a couple kids to do it mm-hmm. but I don't have like super structured jobs because then it's like well what if you know only two kids sit at this table what if they're both absent well then who does that you know you've got to have all these yes. other things in place to make sure everything runs smoothly and sometimes that's just more overwhelming and more confusing. Yeah. And you're and doing then, this every 40, 45 minutes, depending on what your day looks like. And that, and some people 30 minutes, like, no thanks. Like that feels like a lot of extra work. That's
1: why you need that mindfulness minute at the
0: beginning of each class. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, I do. I need that more than I my I tell them that, yes, I do too. I get to do it six times a day. Like <laughs> I need that breathing six times a day. But along with that, like cleaning up, if you have jobs, then – I feel like it gives kids a reason to be like, well, that wasn't mine, that's Uh not my job. Like, I'm not gonna clean that up because it's not my problem. And I'm like, so in my room, I do a lot of like, this is a whole class, like we're in this together, we're helping each other. Like, I know you didn't have that material out, but we need to help each other out and pick it up because, you know, this is our room together. Yeah. Or like, that person's busy cleaning up this right now, can you help them out by cleaning that up for them? Like, we're all helping each other
0: like something that I know has happened before when I'm like you know a classroom teacher staying there waiting to pick up their class and there's like <laughs> five pieces of trash on the tables right and nobody's claiming it nobody will get it or whatever I don't let them leave well no I don't either <laughs> but then I'm like like let's say they do you know like um they play you know beat the teacher or whatever and they get you know points for every time they're doing something or you know or not doing something whatever and so then like I'll be like okay so you're gonna lose you know five points cause you left five things out for your Ooh. beat the teacher and and then, man, do they get that cleaned up <laughs> real quick. So, like, and like the teachers, it's usually like their part, it's like part of their idea too. Like, they don't care. Like, if you like no. jump in on like when they have something extra like that. So, I think that's kind of nice. And to go along with that, just like my expectation for lining up is just once you're cleaned up and your table's cleaned up, you may get in line because then yeah. that shows me who's done. Um, there are times where I do have them stay seated if we 're doing something a little different, I'm like hey, just head back to your seat when you 're done cleaning up, yeah, but a lot of the time it's get in line because then I can see who's still trying to clean up if there's still stuff out on the tables because if they have if they all have their sketchbooks on the tables because they're all still sitting at the tables, well, then i don't know is there something out that shouldn't be there, you know like it's just harder mm-hmm. to do a quick scan of that um Sometimes and that's just me
1: I used to do, and I think maybe this. I kind of stopped more during COVID because in COVID you like didn't you wanted to get them out like you're not, <laughs> like not that I wanted to get them out but like you're not supposed to have them like around right, them or right. whatever. I don't know. Things were crazy during COVID if you were a teacher during that time. But (laughs) anyway, I used to be a lot more strict with this. And then now I'm kind of not. It just kind of depends on how things are going at the time. But like making them go stand behind their chair at Mm. their table. Mm -hmm. So then I can see which tables are clean. And sometimes it's like a game like who can be the cleanest? Oh, yeah. I've done that before too. And I'm like, oh, the green table's ready. So they can go ahead and go get in line. And I dismiss them like table by table to go get in line. And that helps those other tables kind of hurry up and finish cleaning. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, you haven't called us yet. And I'm like, well, there's still stuff on the floor mm-hmm. under your table. And so it's like also that responsibility factor. And the younger kids with that, sometimes I give them little stickers, just like a little small mm-hmm. sticker. And last year, it, I really did it and for the first time. And I love it. I tell them to put their hand on their head. And then I just put the sticker on their hand. I saw my <laughs> daughter's ballet teacher do that. <laughs> They were all, like, lining up, and they all had their hand on their head, and then she puts the sticker on their hand, and then they can go. That's a cute idea. Yeah. So um, I'll either – if they're in line, they they put their hand on their head, and they get a sticker as they walk do out they the door. Do they all always get a sticker? I tell them if they don't want one, just don't put your hand on your head. No, no,
0: no. But, like, what if the class is bad? Do they still get a sticker? Oh. Um, or is it, like, class has to go well overall, and It's like an all or nothing. So okay. I
1: usually do it when I play the smiley-sad face game. So that that? I got it from another teacher one year when her class was really difficult. So this is another thing of like, don't be afraid to ask the individual class teachers like, hey, I'm having trouble with your class talking too much or whatever the case is or these individual kids in there and ask them like what they do in their room. Yeah. And have them help you so this is where I got that idea was one year I was having trouble with a specific class and she said well I do this in my room so I started doing it and I started doing it with a whole bunch of classes so I usually do it with kindergarten first grade and then second grade asks to do it sometimes (laughs) so they're kind of that transition of like I'm still a little kid but Uh I'm growing up too yeah so they like to play this game still I put like a t-chart on the board and there's a smiley face and a sad face and every time the whole class and I explain it like this like the whole Class does something really great, it makes me happy. You get a smiley face, mm. so I put like a tally mark on the smiley face side. But if you're doing something that makes me sad, you get a sad face like you're all talking at the same time, or talking I while like I'm talking, it. or you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then they asked, like. Can you take them away? And I'm like, no, you just have to earn more. So you (laughs) want to
0: cancel them out. (laughs) Yes.
1: You want more smileys than sad faces at the end of the day. Well, what if there's a tie? Then you don't get your reward. Like you have to have more smiley faces than sad faces. And I used to do it like at the end, if there's more smiles than sad faces, we play a game or we watch a video or like a song or something. And then last year I did the stickers too. And they love those stickers. They wanted stickers (laughs) stickers. more (laughs) than anything else. Like more than a video. (laughs) Like, I, I would think you would want to, like, watch a movie, like, watch a video. Yeah. But it It's was... not a tangible thing, none of them. And it's easier for me to just give stickers really quick and pull <laughs> up a video. So they love the time. stickers, so I'm going to keep doing that. But if they get more smiley faces and sad faces, they get a sticker. Now, with the older kids, I started doing class dojo with the other specials teachers because my school was doing something different last year. So we tried that out. At the end of the class, we decide how well you did. But we just didn't have the visual of, like, tally marks or anything. Yeah. So at the end of the class, I would ask them, like, give me a thumbs up, a thumbs middle, or thumbs down. How well did we do as a group? And a thumbs up, they got two dojo points. A thumbs in the middle, they got one dojo point. And a thumbs down is zero. And if you don't know what Class Dojo is, it's like an online website where you can have students in your class. And you give points for different reasons. And you can take points away and you can So we didn't take points away and I had a class instead of individual students getting points each class got points and then at the end of the quarter depending on how many points they got they got a reward now this is so unlike me because I don't like doing these kind of rewards things but my school was pushing stuff that year so we did it and it worked out well it was like an incentive for them to work together as a group to have good behavior during the class and and they got a reward at the end. So some
0: go along with that too, like any kind of reward system, unless it's an all or nothing. Like a lot of times it's going above and beyond. It's not just doing the expectation. We can't always just reward them for the expectation. Now I hate when people do that. I think the only time that that works and actually can apply is, let's say you've got a really tough class. They finally followed the expectation. True. Sure, reward them because for them that was above and beyond. Yes. Um and
1: But they have to kind of know that too. Right. Like explain it to them. Like this is the expectation. You guys yeah. did it finally. Right. Like,
0: so I'm gonna reward you today, but like from here on out, like we need to be doing better than the expectation.
1: Uh-huh. I did something different last year with just second grade because they were having trouble with the class dojo points being for like the whole class. But yet there's always, you there's know, always kids doing the those right thing. kids doing the right thing and you feel bad for them. And they always yeah. get punished for the the stuff that they're not doing. Yeah. So I started individual punch cards for them. It was like a card and it said, you're an artistic student. And it was like when you go shopping and you shop so many mm-hmm. times and then you get something for free. So I just walked around with a hole punch. And during class, I would give hole punches. They could get... They had like little dog paw prints, and once they got their fifth paw print punched, then they got to pick something out of a little bucket, like a little eraser or sticker or something, and there were three rows, so once you got your last, you could get three things on there, but the last one, when you filled up your whole entire card, you got got something bigger. You got two things out of the bucket or something, and they were so excited, and so that really worked for that age group, because it was more individual, I think. Because they needed that, yeah. But it wasn't too overwhelming on me. Because sometimes the whole class was doing great, and I'm like, "Everybody, get your punch card out. I'm going to give everybody a punch." Right. Or yeah. I would walk around and give everybody at a certain table. And by the end of the year, I was basically giving everybody punches all the time. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: Because That's the end of the year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could go on for. I mean, there's so many things you can do, but these are just some things we've done, figured out that work, maybe don't work. <laughs> um yes. And so. We we've talked about this before in our last episode of just how kindergarten is their own little beast. And so Mm -hmm. in talking about that, we decided we wanted to record an episode just about kindergarten because beginning of the year they can be a lot so our next episode all year long they can be well <laughs> yeah our next episode is going to be about kindergarten which hey I forgot this episode was episode 20 I can't Woo! believe we made 20 episodes <laughs> 20. so far that's like maybe that doesn't seem like a big deal to you but that's a big deal to us because when we first started this we were like oh this is kind of a fun thing we'll see yeah. how long this lasts and, and we've, we've been, been really consistent, consistent. yeah Super proud of us. So just pat on the so back there. So next episode for episode <laughs> 21,
1: we're going to do it all about kindergarten.
0: <laughs> all about kindergarten. All about kindergarten. Anything <laughs> we can cover with kindergarten. There are a <laughs> lot of,
1: I feel like that's one of the most asked questions of art teachers is like, how do you deal with kindergarten? What yeah. do you do with them? Yeah. Like,
0: and I love them. I do too. I love them so much. They're think, so
1: great. I think if you asked me if I taught a certain grade level, it would be like kindergarten or first grade.
0: Yeah but in the meantime until
1: next episode comes out make sure you go and follow us on instagram at blending the rules podcast and tiktok at blending the rules podcast one um our website blending the rules.com what else is that
0: it that's it and here
1: uh, (laughs) at your podcast yeah
0: follow us on spotify
1: (laughs) all right see you